welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. So I guess that's it. You look me up and down. I flipped your hair and said that we were through. Uh-huh. And I just said as you gathered what you wanted, said I didn't have to unfriend you. If I didn't want to, ha And I bet you think that I'm sobbing right now Like I forget all of the times you did me wrong You did me wrong Let's set the record straight Hold on to your ego This is what I'm doing now that you're gone Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Not My Problem by Talon David. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hi, Carl and Greg. You know, (laughs) why can't I say, hey, everyone, this is, why can't I do it once? You you always, you get envious of of her Of like the one thing I bring to this, the intro and the outro. I want to say hello. Hello, everybody. This is, what what, what did you say? (laughs) Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. You say it so so effortlessly. Hey, everyone, welcome to the 9420 Podcast. I'm Nicole. Uh, hi, Greg Talon's, and Carl. Talon's song was bouncy, wasn't it? It that was. was. It, it, that was a guy. I liked it. I, I liked yeah. it. She, I liked all the little voices in it too. It's like she, like, yeah. It's like she has multiple personalities in that song, right? She hit like that mini Ripperton note too, man. Like the, 
I actually played it for Kenzie before because she's downstairs sleeping right now. And I asked her, I was like, Kenzie, is this good? And she's like, Mommy, this is wonderful. I was like, all right, we got Kenzie's approval for this. It was bouncy. It's a cool cool. song. An interesting fact about Talon, if you did not know, is that she actually went to the Grammy Awards in 2017 and won for the Grammy Foundation's Teen Makes Music contest for her song, Deep Snow. So she's a Grammy Award winning uh, artist already. Cool. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I've never won a Grammy. <laughs> uh, the Grammys are, uh, man, I, I miss the aren't Grammys. They, I miss aren't they the coming Grammys up or did they cancel old? them this year? I think they got uh, COVID. I think you're having them at Starbucks this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, you used to go out there and um, uh, it was it was an event, you know, it was a happening and it was uh, and you kind of suffered through the show in order to go to the parties after. And, and I liked when they alternated too, because sometimes they were at Radio City and I'd go, I'd go, you know, it used to be yeah, every like a few times, three or four yeah. years they'd be in New York. And yep. uh, I've never been out to L.A. Grammys, but I've been to the New York Grammys. Boy, what is going on in Los Angeles, California? My about word. Regarding did you see, what? Did you see all that crazy stuff about people breaking into uh, the freights? Uh, and they're like, mile, there's, there's miles and miles of just like stuff that's been pulled out of um, boxcars and just discarded for all of the uh, theft going out of you know, theft of the of the trains of the what are they still what are we anything? in like 1887 right now it's unbelievable and it's like Jesse there are these James? huge heaps of huge heaps of refuse associated with people breaking into the box cars and it's like my first thought is why as a city why as a society has someone not cleaned that up you know i mean it's just it's just I, really I have no idea weird. what you're talking about so yeah, uh, check it out. Just Google uh, train theft, Los Angeles, and uh, no, it's, I'm not it's pretty Google shocking, that. actually. I'm not we are going in to Google that. Greg, Greg, I'm what? not going to Google that. Apparently, yeah. it's a spiraling crisis, and it is quote unquote ugly out there, according to Google. So, <laughs> Google. Yeah, I, I think it all started with Google. And it's just the fact that that they that we have a word now called Google it. You know, instead of yeah, go right. to the library or, or or go get a reference book, Google right. it. Like, come Google on, it. What, what, we've beca- it's like the the world has become kind of a joke. <laughs> you know, the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, of- what, what happened to that? You know, I I, yeah. I used to have, I used to know the Dewey Decimal System. You know, <laughs> now you know. I don't think I think the last time I was in the library was I went to go see um, Lou Reed's wife talk. What's her name? Wow, Laurie Anderson. Did- did you used to go uh, to the library a lot? I loved the library. Of course, oh, yeah. you got that Ghostbusters library, man. Oh no, I used to. When I grew up in Long Island. I used to go to the oh, Oceanside okay. Library. Yeah, and I, and I used to. They had um, a lot of fun things in like the libraries when where we grew up. Sit and read the books, and yeah. I, I I spent very little time in 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 libraries. I, I that may be something I aspire to do. The ones here are actually years. the ones here are really nice, and they give out free lunch. Really? When I was living in Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, I applied for a job to be a librarian at the, at the downtown Nashville Library. Really? Yeah, you lived right right across. I the lived street, right, right down the block yeah. from there. Yeah, it's since closed, Carl. That, that really doesn't even exist there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's sad. sad. I don't know. Where, I don't know where they moved it. Yeah, the whole part of downtown is different. I lived basically on right off of Fifth Street, about two blocks from the Ryman. 
It's changed been, so much, though. Yeah, like, it's 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 very different. Yeah, downtown was different. I used to, I used to walk down to the Ryman. I used to walk down to uh, just Broadway there, and just like you know, I, you know, Gruen Guitar was there. Well, I, I've said it over a couple of episodes. You need to come back. We we need to we need to do some planning. And we can all meet at the library. <laughs> right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Get some free lunch. Yeah, back to like, you know, I know it's like an old fart, an old broken record, but <laughs> back to the the internet's ruining everything. Because of the <laughs> right. internet, no one goes there anymore. Why go to the library? I can just Google around here and get everything I need right here. You know, so <laughs> so no one no one goes anywhere. You know, now you can order food. Literally, if I wanted to, I literally don't have to leave my apartment ever. I never thought it would occur, but I remember, uh, you know, we talked a lot a year or so ago about this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he always said that, you know, like the most at-risk business were these convenient markets and these convenience stores like 7-Eleven. He said, nobody's going to ever go into them anymore because everything you need will be delivered to you. And I thought, wow, that's just really weird. But you know what? I mean, the last few times I've been in one of those convenience stores, I've been the only person in there. It may be coming true. Well, because well, basically it's inconvenient. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. There's the exception. Um, if there's a hurricane or some type of weather event, people will go out and buy everything. Well, that and evidently they go to um, Waffle House because they're the only place open. Did you, mm-hmm. did you yeah. see that? I did. Waffle House did. is the worst. <laughs> me and my, my me and my nephews went to um, Washington D.C. for the gun rally a couple of years ago, and on the way back, you know, we, we we were hungry, so we stopped at a Waffle House somewhere in Virginia. My stomach hurts for you. Well, it's, it's sad it, that you say it, that, Carl, it, it, because it, it, they're this week's sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, Cracker Barrel is like is like basically the the palm compared to the Waffle House. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, though. Like, I went to a Waffle House once, and I will never go again. I just, I can't. Like, it, to me, is not a pleasant experience. So what are we going to talk about? Anything here? Wait. So there is something I did want to bring up, because you did text over the weekend, something that blew my mind. Uh Uh-oh. Um, we were talking about the being the Ricardos. Last, in last, in last Oh, yeah. I saw being the Ricardos. Did you watch it? You texted me. And you were like, no, those are actors. Those aren't the real people. And that blew my mind. Oh, right, right. I was completely thinking that those no, that, were yeah, actors. That, that, you, you, yeah, those were like actors. Then you tell, you know, okay, now now that's totally off topic, well, but I will do I, it. I, 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 I'm lost. What are you talking about? Of course. Last week actors. she talked about being the Ricardos, that show with Nicole yeah. Kidman. And she I said I'm, that, I'm that, a big that, fan. that those people talking about, the old people talking about it, she thought they were the actual old people. They were actors. I mean, the whole thing was scripted. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Pretending yeah. to be like, of course, them. Yeah. yeah. But she, she thought they were the real people. But I'm watching this show, so I watched it because if you know, you, you talked about it. I, I got about 35 minutes in. I said, I can't watch this. It really? was horrible. It, it was. See, I, I like no stop. That. Let me finish. It was horrible. The best thing about the show, in my opinion, was the sets. They really got the sets great. If you remember the show, yeah, the, the apartment, yeah, remember, yeah, it was the absolutely. same set with the piano. It was great. I thought Xavier Adam isn't pretty enough to be Rick Desi Arnaz. I'm sorry, he was wrong. Because right. he had the accent, he was wrong casted. I think Nicole Kidman 
Lucianez is right. She was wrong. She doesn't have the yeah. right facial mimicry, whatever that, that Lucille Ball had. I think the woman they got to play Ethel was too pretty, wasn't, wasn't chubby. The, the, yeah, that's true. The, the guy they got to play, William Farley, was that Jay, what's his name? That actor, I like him. He's good. He wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't dumpy enough. He wasn't William Farley-esque at all. None of the guys, no. the casting was horrible. That's one thing. And then the, the remakes of the skits, like the one skit I saw was where the, she's in the bat of wine. All she did was copy what Lucille Ball did and well, mimic, that's and mimic what it. Yeah, but but with none of like the the comedic immediacy or it was just it was ridiculous. Why the thing is why in today's day and age, right? With like YouTube at our disposal and the real thing at our fingertips, why do we need to make these movies? Why do I need to see some guy who kind of looks like Freddie Mercury imitate Freddie Mercury and win an Oscar for imitating him at Live Aid when I can just Google and, and say Live Aid and see the yep. real thing? Why well, there you some, go, Googling again. Yeah, but I'm saying, but, you know, yeah, but so I'm contradicting myself. No, no, but, no I, I, I and I enjoyed it. I Why did I you enjoy it? it? Come on. I, no, because, you know, I think, you know, in a, in a world where Netflix is sponsoring the making you know, of the Andy Griffith show productions of we'll stuff I don't want to see George Clooney I, as Andy Griffith. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, right. I'd like to see their take on <laughs> you know, nostalgia. Well, no, okay. You know, so wait, hold on. So there Andrew is, Bullock did you as, watch, as, as did, what's the what's the no, so uh, <laughs> the live action facts of life? That they did oh. over the holidays, oh, like yeah. Jennifer Aniston. I saw um, a promotion Gabriel for Union. that. It looked, um, that it looked like a train wreck. So I didn't go near. It. Everyone, everyone so was pretending that, to be that. that. Every so, like Jennifer Aniston was pretending to be like a seventeen-year-old oh, college girl. It, that was the Waffle House of live, like oh, live reactions. So, <laughs> well, you know what? You know what I think we need to do now. I think we need to buffer. Play another song. Yeah, so we are going to hear a little bit about an app that is local to Nashville called We Should Write Some Time. Um, it is for singer-songwriters to kind of figure out how to do their next co-write through the online means. So learn a little bit about We Should Write Some Time, and then on the back end, we will hear Buffering by Talon David. We Should Write Some Time. We Should Write Some Time is an app that uses geolocation to help songwriters find and connect with other songwriters to set up the perfect co-writes. Called Tinder for Songwriters by Rolling Stone Magazine, the app has the ability to geolocate to other cities and countries to connect with songwriters and set up virtual co-writes or set up co-writes before traveling. To learn more, you should download the We Should Write Some Time app in your app store or go to weshouldwritesometime.com. Forever best friend 
give this view No, I don't mind the buffering This is a two-seated bicycle And we're in no form of a rush No one is willing to slow down enough To ever keep up with us And I'd rather be buffering If I'm spending that time be just totally lame and i'm supposed to be a lyricist right i, I pride myself on my lyrics what is she what do you think she means by the buffering i took it as like kind of just waiting like in, in terms of like if something's buffering you're waiting for it to like figure itself out and figure out when it's going to happen that's what i took from it that's what i thought cool anyway so didn't we speak to um talon we spoke Spoke to Miss Talon. She answered our questions of the week. There it is. So, as always, the first question we always ask them is to tell us a little bit about themselves. A little bit about me. So, 
I hate questions like these because I always have like a ton of anxiety around like wanting to be interesting enough. And I feel like a lot of us feel that way, but I don't know. It's like, I can never remember (laughs) anything I've done or anything I've been through. And I'm sure I've lived a life, right? (laughs) I mean, I've been on this earth 22 years. I'm sure something interesting has happened to me, but I can never like recall all at once what it's like. And I I guess that in and of itself tells you a little about who I am. I don't really live much in the past. I don't really live much in the present, naturally. I'm a very forward-motivated person, always thinking about the future, always thinking about the next step. And honestly, I've had to sort of pull myself back, especially with the COVID crazy and just everything that I thought was going to be in my future suddenly sort of crumpling. (laughs) I've had to reorient myself to be like, okay, all I have for sure is the day I have, really the moment I have right now, and trying to be more just in love with the things that are happening in my life right now that are so good and and being content. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to be more content with my life right now and content with who I am. There's been a lot of healing this last year and I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about what this next year will bring. Honest answer, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like her speaking voice too. You know, um, it, it sounds much more mature than her age. It sounds, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot, a lot of healing. I like that comment. You know, I thought of something totally aside. I thought of this today. The word compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Is that derived from the word compass? <laughs> Possibly. Like, could that I have anything connection? Like a compass, the direction, and then compassion. I don't know. No, I think it's passion. So compassion. Yeah. So so the calm is the word. So it's the past. So passion, compassion, past, compass. Calm. I don't know what the prefix calm is. Google. Um, I'm trying to think. The Latin root for the word compassion is patty, actually, which means to suffer, and the prefix calm um, means with. So you're gonna suffer with. Looks like. All right. What else do we ask? Mm. We asked her uh, what she is working on with her latest projects. What am I working on right now? Well, I just released an album a couple months ago. So that was like a big thing. That was my debut album. I wrote all the songs. I performed them, sung them all. I produced, arranged everything. I mixed and mastered the whole thing. So (laughs) it was a lot of work, to say the least. And so now I'm sort of taking a break from like stressing about music so heavily, but I've still been writing songs. And I, I was kind of frustrated with that at the beginning. I was like, I I want to take a break. I don't, I don't, I don't want to write anything. But then it's also become a sort of therapeutic, like I'm still feeling things. I'm still going through life. And so I was like, well, I, I've got to write about this. If I don't, then I may not be able to capture this feeling and even offer myself some healing through this process. So I've continued writing and I'm sort of to the point now where I have like a two or three more albums of material now. I've just been writing a lot. So that's good. That, you know, may turn into something down the road. And um, the other things I'm working on, I'm also producing an EP for a friend of mine. So that's kind of a new route I'm taking. And I have released a single on radio that will then be released on streaming platforms come January 25th. So that's pretty cool. And yes, another single to come later this year. 
She's got a lot going so on. She's busy. Yeah, very busy. Yeah. That, she's kind of the talent tough. of all that's, trades right now. That's tough to engineer and produce and, you know, and master and do all those kinds of things as well as write. I would re- highly recommend to her that she take a breath and that she actually, she said she, she insinuated that she's written three albums worth of material. Well, I think she should experiment with editing, editing, edit, edit, editing. Uh, and oh, she condense, will, because like you know, when I back when I was in my prolific period, down to one. When I was in my prolific period, I used to write songs like, like they were like, you know, candy. You know, I would just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'd have like fifty For songs in a week, right. and like you go in the studio with like twenty five songs, and you come out with nine that you record. You know, so. Right. That's what happens. So what was the third question? Or, I know these questions. I want to even pretend that I don't know them. Like, <laughs> but in a way, I do forget. What is the third question? <laughs> the third question is, what other music artists have inspired your music career so far? Oh, my musical influence spans so many genres. So I'll start with my mom and dad showed us music all the time from their favorite artists. And so my dad showed me when I was young, like the Beach Boys, the Beatles, Journey, the Eagles, and then like R&B artists like Stevie Wonder and the Temptations. While on my mom's side, we were listening to Michael Jackson, Pat Benatar, Cyndi Lauper, and then like Rodgers and Hammerstein and Disney type stuff, the original cast recording of Wicked, and a bunch of musical theater. And so these two sound worlds like coalesced into my foundation of music. And then as I was growing up, I started listening to Taylor Swift and Adele, Michael Bublé, all of the stuff that was on pop hits radio. And then once I got into college, I really got into um, jazz and uh, like Duke Ellington, Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald type stuff. And then also was introduced to uh, romantic classical composers like Debussy and Tchaikovsky, Beethoven, Mozart type people. And I really was inspired by their construction of music. And then the most recent, I got into Jacob Collier's discography and his production videos on YouTube, which really helped me pull together all of my production techniques for the miscellaneous album. So, yeah. Too many influences. Forget it. Hey, listen, Talon, lose some of those influences, please. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the last... um, Question? The last, that's our question, right? That The great question. The, yeah, the, the great question of what does a successful music career look like to okay. you? I thought about this question a lot because for a long time, my idea of success was based off of a numerical value. Like I had to have the right GPA, the perfect grades, the uh, right weight on the scale, the right number of followers. Everything had to be just so. And I thought that if I could like reach this number that something would like feel right in my life, that I would just perfectly be balanced, all of my problems would be over. And I think a lot of us think that about about success or about the world's idea of success. It's like when you reach this amount of money that you're making or these achievements or accolades that everything will be okay. But we hear story after story of people who were like at the top, who were at the peak of their success, and they die of a drug overdose or they somehow like say they're lonely or abandoned and it's like, well, wait a minute, you're successful. And so I think for me, I've taken on the definition of success to be more of a sort of contentment 
in your situation now, because that's what we think success really is. It's like when I, when I'm wealthy, I'll be content and I want to be content right now with who I am at 22 years of age, because I know that anything else, any more blessings that'll be added to that will be great. It'll be like a plus. And if anything's taken away, well, I'll learn to be content with that too. And I think that's true success. You know, she's too well balanced for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need. She's- I'm still trying to figure that out now, and I'm not 22. <laughs> I, I love the idea of, of the number. You know, I, like, yeah, numerical. Like success, I think she's right. Being, not being numerical. I like. That. I love the word numerical. I think she's right. I think we do live a numerical existence. In yeah, so many aspects, position, you know, are, no, not even how many followers, how many followers, yeah. what do we weigh? Yeah. How, what's our number? Of this, right. what's our blood pressure numbers? It's all what age? What, our they? age number? It's all numbers, right? We're too numerical. Right. That's it. Yep. That's it. Hold on. You know, they- <laughs> no more go. numbers. <laughs> Haven't heard that sound in a no while. No more numbers. I want to be done with numbers. What do you think? Thanks, Tom. So are you, are you going to be yeah. done with numbers with this podcast? <laughs> even the computer. Even the computer is zeros and ones, right? Isn't that what computers yeah. are? It's like it's, – Yeah, it's a binary Yeah, it's system. all just, yeah. you know, yeah, enough. I'm done with numbers. I never I never was a numbers guy. I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> it's time for uh, uh, Nicole to tell us to move on. Yeah, to move on to a nice raspberry sunrise, you know? All right, everyone, make sure that you listen through all the way to the end of this episode because we have one more single by Talon called Raspberry Sunrise. For everything that we spoke about in this episode and links to it all, make sure you go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the number is 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Mom and dad didn't have too much, didn't have too little. They taught us how to say our prayers and be thankful for our breath. They threw us up in hopes that we'd catch wind and learn to fly. They'd lay us down to dream to the tune of a lullaby. Hush, my darling, take your rest. In the morning you will be blessed. It may be dark but close your eyes You'll open them to A beautiful raspberry sunrise Ooh, yeah. I walked around the circus world Like I have too little 